Hello there, my name is Sabrina. Welcome to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Are you a homeschooling mama? Either a first timer, or maybe you've already been at it for years. Maybe you're just thinking about it. I want to encourage you on this journey. Tune in every week to learn hard-won wisdom, practical advice, and tips from other homeschooling moms. You can do this. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Today I have kind of a special treat. I've been thinking a lot about screens and kind of the role that screens have come to play in everybody's lives, I mean, with phones, with us moms, and then increasing use of phones with kids, especially teenagers, and even screens being used by very young kids. I'll often see kids in the grocery store who are sitting in the shopping cart, so they're pretty little, and they're glued to some kind of screen, whether it be a phone or a little iPad or something. Um, just that whole tendency to use screens with kids, especially kind of to occupy them, uh, although it's tempting, I think there are a lot of drawbacks to that. And and the same with us moms, there's drawbacks to, you know, always being on our phones and definitely an addicting thing. So it made me think about a funny poem that comes from the Roald Dahl book, which is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I know a lot of you probably are familiar with this author and especially with this uh, particular book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's it's a wonderful book and it's I would say it's for ages, probably 10 to 12 and up could read it. Uh, very funny book if you don't know it. Uh, definitely take a look into it, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But anyway, this book was written in 1964, and it's about television, and it, and it concerns one of the main characters in the book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But it's talking about television, which in 1964 was relatively new. I think by about 1960, only half the households in, in the United States had televisions, so it was pretty new. Uh, but by 1964, this author writes a hilarious poem in the book, kind of about the effects he sees with television in um, on kids. And the poem made me think a lot about what's going on now with screens and kids. So his main point, as you'll see in the poem, is just that television is destroying the kids' desire and ability to read books. And I think that's really true with the screen use that, that we see now with kids and with parents. I, I think the more people use screens, the less they read books. And, and I certainly notice that even with myself, that it's much easier to pick up a phone and look something up and read about that than to sit down and engross myself in a good book. And, and I really am a voracious reader, but I think I probably used to read a lot more before phones. So anyway, I'm going to share this poem with you. I think you'll enjoy it. And I, I think even though it's it's funny and he put it in a, 
you know, his lesson is in a humorous vent and it comes at a very humorous part in the book. I think there's a lot of truth in it and this is what he wanted to get across in a humorous way. So the poem is called Mike TV. And again, this is by Roald Dahl, D-A-H-L, from the book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And here's how it goes. The most important thing we've learned, so far as children are concerned, is never, never, never let them near your television set. Or better still, just don't install the idiotic thing at all. In almost every house we've been, we've watched them gaping at the screen. They loll and slop and lounge about and stare until their eyes pop out. Last week in someone's place we saw a dozen eyeballs on the floor. They sit and stare and stare and sit until they're hypnotized by it, until they're absolutely drunk with all that shocking ghastly junk. Oh yes, we know, it keeps them still. They don't climb out the windowsill. They never fight or kick or punch. They leave you free to cook the lunch and wash the dishes in the sink. But did you ever stop to think, to wonder just exactly what this does to your beloved tot? It rots the sense in the head. It kills imagination dead. It clogs and clutters up the mind. It makes a child so dull and blind he can no longer understand a fantasy of fairyland. His brain becomes as soft as cheese. His powers of thinking rust and freeze. He cannot think. He only sees. All right, you'll cry. All right, you'll say. But if we take the set away, what shall we do to entertain our darling children? Please explain. We'll answer this by asking you, what use the darling ones to do? How used they keep themselves contented before this monster was invented? Have you forgotten? Don't you know? We'll say it very loud and slow. They used to read. They'd read and read and read and read and then proceed to read some more. Great Scots, Gadzooks, one half their lives was spent reading books. The nursery shelves held books galore. Books cluttered up the nursery floor. And in the bedroom by the bed, more books were waiting to be read. Such wondrous, fine, fantastic tales of dragons, gypsies, queens, and whales, and treasure isles and distant shores where smugglers rode with muffled oars and pirates wearing purple pants and sailing ships and elephants and cannibals crouching round the pot, stirring away at something hot. It smells so good, what can it be? Good gracious, it's Penelope. The younger ones had Beatrix Potter with Mr. Todd, the dirty rotter, and Squirrel Nutkin, Pigling Bland, and Mrs. Tiggywinkle, and just how the camel got his hump, and how the monkey lost his rump, and Mr. Toad, and bless my soul, there's Mr. Rat and Mr. Mole. Oh, books, what books they used to know, those children living long ago. So please, oh please, we beg, we pray, 
Go throw your TV set away, and in its place you can install a lovely bookshelf on the wall. Then fill the shelves with lots of books, ignoring all the dirty looks, the screams and yells, the bites and kicks, and children hitting you with sticks. Fear not, because we promise you that in about a week or two of having nothing else to do, they'll now begin to feel the need of having something to read. And once they start, oh boy, oh boy, you watch the slowly growing joy that fills their hearts. They'll grow so keen, they'll wonder what they'd ever seen in that ridiculous machine, that nauseating, foul, unclean, repulsive television screen. And later, each and every kid will love you more for what you did. And that's how he ends the poem. So I just think this is a fun poem maybe to share with your kids and to uh, introduce the topic of, uh, you know, not only reading Roald Dahl's books, particularly this one, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but also talk with the kids about what this is saying and kind of the um, need to... Beware of the amount of screen time that goes on in your house and to resurrect again the power of beautiful, wonderful books with your kids, especially reading aloud to them, which is the best way of all to enjoy books together in your family. So I hope you enjoyed this. And this is a little bit of a, um, I don't know, just something fun to think about as you begin the school year. And I pray that you're all uh getting back into the school mode of things and that your school year is getting off to a great start. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk soon.